This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest Short Shots. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, as usual, and joining me is Richard Hawes. Hello, everyone. Uh, The Short Shots, as you know, is where we focus on short films. And in this episode, we're looking in particular at Etheria. Etheria is a film festival uh, which focuses on or um, celebrates, shall we say, female um, filmmakers in the horror and sci-fi genres. And we've covered some of the earlier years rich um and and we've really enjoyed what we've seen over overall um and the latest version uh 2023 is available on shudder you, you can um, take a look uh we'll also be covering uh 2022 which isn't available anymore on shudder but most of the films showcased are available either on vimeo or youtube and we will be putting links to those in the footnotes. So without further ado, let's crack on. Okay, so the first film on the Ethereum selection for 2023 is No Overnight Parking. A woman fleeing from her abusive husband gets locked in an underground parking garage with a masked killer. Uh, quite an atmosphere, atmospheric one, uh, this one, Rich. It's yeah. um, you know, it, it's an empty, multi-story car park which is adjacent to a, like a shopping mall kind of thing, and there's a big sign saying, you know, this place will be locked up by 8 p.m. and it's now sort of 7:50 p.m. and this woman's trying to sort herself out, and we and we we sort of glean information from her phone conversations with with a, I think it was a best friend or a mum. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's trying to downplay what's happened, but she's got a black eye, you know, and, and looking a bit disheveled. Um, and then, you know, the sort of like the, the horror tropes start to kick in. Um, and it is very effective and it has got a decent sort of twist to it. Yeah, um, it's a, it's quite, a, I mean, it reminded me, because of the setting and stuff, it reminded me of films like P2 and uh, mm-hmm. While She Was Out, a Kim Bessinger film uh, where she... Um, it's a different kind of scenario, but she essentially is mm. uh, finds herself in a in a in a situation where she's up against a number of bit of an Eden Lake sort of thing, really. But yeah, yeah. Um, but this is sort of closer to more of like a slasher movie or a P two um, kind of film where it's uh, 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 almost like a Final Girl kind of situation. So it's almost mm. like the end of of an end of a horror. So it's more like a one on one thing, but it's it's her fight. It's as in a lot of the Final Girl sort of scenarios. It's her fighting back and you know um finding the strength to take on this opponent and things not necessarily going the way that you you think they're gonna um uh, we've got Alyssa milano as the abused wife mm-hmm. which is uh, good and french stewart playing they're uh, probably best known for third rock from the sun playing quite against type as like the really sort of you know intense mm. uh, husband he only appears in a couple of brief moments like over the phone or you know sort of uh I think it's like video. Oh, call that's country. right. Yeah, the video call bit, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't. He doesn't. He's not in it loads, but she she's sort of anchoring yeah. it. She, uh, Alyssa Milano is the main, uh, you know, the the main character. Uh, the 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 whole thing about the um, 
the garage closing and stuff and the rate adds a nice sort of race against time sort of element to it mm. um she is it's very resilient sort of thing, yeah. yeah it's the sort of thing that the audience is aware of but she isn't you know because she's sort of caught up in her own sort of thing the mm. audience is like going for god's sake hurry up you know, yeah, <laughs> get yeah. out of there sort of thing yeah it's quite interesting and there's some sort of unusual elements introduced but um it's, it feels at times a little bit supernatural but it's not really mm. uh, developed um and then it's it's a bit weird because you you sort of feel like it's building up to something else happening and like there's a, there's the late introduction of some other characters and then it kind of and then it ends yeah and i was like oh uh, i felt like i felt like all that was leading to something else happening but it was like it was more like a, a setup for perhaps you know uh whether that's a follow-up or an you know expanded yeah. version of this, where they add in other elements and that you know you could you take could, it in different directions. Yeah, you could see this as the prologue to a film, couldn't you? Really, you know, as, 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 as this is the setup sort of thing. Yeah, and maybe that is what was what they had in mind. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but say it would. Yeah. It just does feel a bit odd that it felt like it ends about three or four minutes later than a. Than a satisfying ending would have been. I would have preferred it to end just a little bit sooner. Yeah, I mean, I, I, without I agree. those other characters. But yeah, I mean, that's a you know, it's, it's a bit sort of jokey kind of element yeah. at the end, isn't it? Whereas, yeah, yeah. whereas the twist, I think, carries the humour itself. Mm. Um, but there you go. That's that's just us. Anyway, the, yeah, a good start to the um, to the lineup. Next up is Autopilot. A lone pilot on a homebound space vessel finds herself trapped in a waking nightmare when her holographic virtual companion begins to defy his own programming. A uh, very nice setup, this one. It reminds me of something else. And I forgot what it is. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, we did cover one, didn't we? Um, didn't we cover one where... The autopilot is like an android picks up a survivor. Uh, I think you you might be thinking of like Solus or Solus. I think it was called. Yeah, that rings a bell. Uh, yeah. It's basically a one man show kind of thing, but um, he's he's having a conversation with. I'm not sure oh, if it's the, the AI or something. Yeah, and I think he has the decision to make whether or not to rescue somebody. But anyway, so yeah, we've seen we've seen sort of some yeah. new sort of situations like this before um you know this is a, a two-hander mm -hmm. very handsomely made yeah. um, you know it's like a very, really very good you know, production values good sets. good production values yeah. definitely yeah i mean if you go on imdb even it's got it's even got a really cool you know cool poster really eye-catching i've been wanting to, uh, once i'd seen the lineup uh, and uh, was looking things up this was like one of the ones that i was most looking forward to seeing it's mm -hmm. not horror really although you could argue there's some psychological sort of horror elements but it's much yeah. more science fiction um, than anything else, I'd, I'd liken it to something like an Outer Limits kind of yep, that's story. What come to my mind, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about um, similar to No uh, No Overnight Parking. It's about fifteen minutes long, mm -hmm. which is a good length of time to establish characters and you know introduce um, you know tension and build up and twists, payoffs and stuff. And I, I think it's a it's a good running time and it, it handles it well. D written and directed by Jennifer Zhang, starring Gina Yu, and um, I think it's Matt Gottlieb. As the as the sort of two main characters, there is a, a third person, but uh, you know a third voice. But um, you know it's basically just between them two, uh, and, and I think it works really well. 
yeah, I totally agree. I really, really enjoyed this one. I thought the twist was very good um, and, and sort of very well handled. You know, the, the sort of reveal of what's actually going on was was really well done. You know, I think there was a good escalation of tension by the score as mm -hmm. well, I thought. Yeah, that all worked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Autopilot uh, is the second film on the uh, showcase. Next on the list is Sucker. Um, this is actually my favourite one of the, the lot, actually. Uh, in a twisted story of codependence, two sisters are pitted against each other by a giant, abhorrent leech creature that uses its mind-controlling influence to puppeteer them from the inside out. Um, now, what I kept watching, what I kept thinking when I was watching it is, mm. why is she not getting the hell out of there? <laughs> well, her sister did tell her not to freak out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was actually reminded a bit of Babylon Five. I was reminded a lot of Splinter, which we covered oh, Splinter, recently on the yeah, TV throwback. But there was a thing in sort of the latter series of Babylon 5 where there was this sort of symbiotic creature which leeches onto people's necks and, oh, right. and sort of controls them. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, that, that was really interesting. This is just so well realised. Um, it's, it's one of the best sort of body horror things I've seen, basically. You know, this this creature sort of like just as, as the synopsis says, it's sort of symbiotically living with this woman. Yeah. She can't get rid of it, you know. Um and when they sort of try and force it off, it, you know, bad things happen. Mm. Um, but it is it's just, it's just very well realized, I thought. Uh, very well acted by the two um women in it. And and yeah, the the you know, the effects are gooey and, and horrible. Effects, yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, that one's uh, written directed by Alex Austin, Alex with an I, uh, yep. who's, uh, uh, I believe, also Keir Stewart, um, who we've uh, seen some of his short films. He worked mm. on this. Uh, I'm not sure which capacity. I can't remember, but I did see his name in the credits. Uh, and, um, yeah, as I say, it w I, w I would say it was one of the ones I wasn't as keen on, as opposed mm. to you being, like, you know, really, really keen on it. Um, but I do, you know, I think... You know, we did we did like Splinter. I think that's a great concept and stuff. And the concept and the and the, and the variation on that concept is done well yeah. here. I think there's a potential to, you know, this could be a a broader story, but it's told very well over the eight minutes um, that we're with it. And yeah, it's a good showcase for the visual effects and stuff that they were able to do. Absolutely. Okay, that is Sucker. Next up is The Earl King. Set in the 1800s on the edge of the American wild, The Earl King is about Leora, a young woman from a, dis from a strict religious family who runs away from her village into the arms of an ancient woodland god who inhabits the forest. Um, yeah, so, you know, we're talking about production values. This has got, I think this has got the best production values of anything that we've seen. Mm. on here um the the creation of the ill king himself i think is is great um it's it's a great story of you know sort of folklore slash horror um and, and this sort of you know the, the, the that merging of like the ancient and the contemporary as it was yeah um yeah. I, I i thought it worked really really well it's probably the most 
sort of fairy tale. It's it's like a fairy tale in this sort of the um, the, you know, the ancient sort of version of it, where it's like the really nasty versions of fairy tales. We've all been, um, you know, had the edges softened off them for kids, kind of thing. Um, and and it's it's great. I, I just I just really really like this. Yeah, I think there's definitely something of Guillermo del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, as, yep. a, as something to sort of liken it to. I would also say, actually, Labyrinth with David Bowie. There's a little bit of that in there as well. Yeah, definitely. In, in, yeah. Um, in what what we've got here is uh, a young young woman, young girl. Uh, I can't remember. She's not that old. She's sort of a teenager, no. I think. Yeah. Um, she kind of probably late teenager, maybe. But uh, she kind of falls under the spell of the Earl King, and it's it's very much uh, sort of a it seems to me to be an a, you know allegorical of uh, grooming and toxic relationships. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's you know yeah. he's he's definitely not he's not a great guy, uh, and these and he's got um you know um he's saying all these wonderful soothing things to her and whatever, but he's got you know um uh, maliciousness uh, you know in mind or or you know yeah. certainly he's not as. Uh, he's saying how he's going to look after and everything, but you know he's he's not as noble as as he might, uh, you know, or she of, um... she might wish he was yeah. or seemed that he was. But yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Say Guillermo del Toro's um, fans would 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 really like this. I think uh, it, again, it's only it's about like a fifteen minute film. Yeah, fifteen. Um, yeah. From it felt, uh, it felt longer because there was a lot more story in this one. I think mm. you know there's a lot more development, so it felt more fleshed out. Yeah, there's a sort of touch of um, Bluebeard, Bluebeard's wife, to this story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of like, you know, forbidden knowledge and all that. Um, yeah. Well, because it, the it whole is... thing is she's an outcast because she cannot have children. Mm. So she, so she's, um, because the women in the group are only there to to, to have families, mm. she's she's pushed out very quickly. And so she's on the outside. She's, she's you know, she's easy prey for the Earl King, as it were. Um, when he comes to it, but yeah, so I mean, fantastic. I mean, the the, the costume and makeup effects of the Old King mm. are all very very good, uh, and the whole sort of world building of it, and the you know the environments and the set design and and everything mm. is is good. And it's and it's multiple uh, settings and locations, so we get we move between um, uh, the character, the village, uh, and the forest, the village and the forest and stuff. Yeah, so it's quite the Old King's. Kingdom, you know, is 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 area of that. Yeah, and tre- and tree on. sex and tree sex. I forget the tree sex. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, basically Groot in a way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, yeah, so that is the Earl King. The next film is called Incomplete. Uh, Evan is on house arrest in a haunted house, or so he thinks. Um, this directed by uh, Zoe Martinson, and it is a good allegory of sort of like, you know, the justice system, the penal system, um, how it's sort of skewed. You know, there's a skewed bias towards, um, you know, people of color and this sort of thing. Um, this guy is on house arrest, but it's not his house, which is interesting. Um, and there is a machine which is supposed to, you know, um, randomly he's called upon to sort of be breathalyzed by the machine. And 
it keeps giving sort of false positive readings, which get the police called out and all this sort of stuff. And it's supposed to take a photo of him as well to sort of prove that it's him, um, you know, blowing into the machine and not somebody else. So, so but as as things develop, those photos start showing something else is going on. Um, it, it is a very sort of strange one. It, it, it's almost like um, it's, it's something akin to the world of like the Stepford Wives kind of thing, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or, you know, or something like early Tim Burton kind of thing. Cause, cause you know, he, he's stuck in this environment where he doesn't belong mm-hmm. and everyone knows that he's, you know, who he is and what, well, why he's there kind of thing. And they're always gawking at him whenever he sort of like appears at the window or at the door. It's, um, yeah, an interesting sort of setup for sure. But it does, it is all set up and hardly any payoff, if you see what I mean. It, you know, the payoff is like really, really quick and could have been done it with a much shorter film. But the actual length of it is, you know, allows them to explore this this sort of biased, sort of weird judicial system that he's caught up in. Yeah, there's a, there's a I think, there's a lot going on in this one. It's one of the more substantial in terms of the the, the product. I mean, uh, I'd say Earl King is probably one of the probably the most substantial, but this is probably next to it in terms of themes and things. It's 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 got a again. Where, whereas like other things, I would say like Outer Limits and stuff. I think this is although I've never seen an episode, just from what I've heard of it this seems like it's kind of a black mirror kind of thing hmm. where yeah, yeah. everything technologies working against yeah, you kind of thing, technology yeah. and it's like um it's a what it's satirical so it's it's dark but it's also comical hmm. um there's there's um you know it's humorous humorous but it's unsettling there's social commentary in there a little bit of a uh um jordan peele-ish sort of element hmm. the uh the film actually the Start. It starts out with what seems to be quotes from Four Weddings and a Funeral, yes. um, which, which um, is so close to what Hugh Grant says in at the start of the movie. That yeah, film, yeah. That, that it must be a reference. Must be. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you know, there's the whole thing about the. It's kind of a retro future because it's like this device that's you know uh, registering and processing information or whatever but it's printing polaroids it's not digital photography no it's you know, almost so like it's... it's almost like terry gilliam kind of kind of thing isn't yeah, it? like brazil or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. no that's a yeah that's a good one but it's, yeah it's like as it's sort of described in the in the in the intro it's like haunted house arrest is is sort of the like one part of it but then you've got the other, you know, you got the uh, the police visit, and he starts, you know, he's very suspicious and hmm. saying some odd stuff. You know, there's some weird dialogue and that, but it's also it's uh, that's all part of the um hmm. the so the sort of satirical. I mean, oh, he's white, obviously the the police officer who turns up. And everything. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think there's a lot going on here. Interestingly, this was part um, originally part of a, a series made for Hulu called Bite Size Halloween, or at least it was taken into that series i'm not oh. sure how they're all this uh, this and uh, a handful of others actually in this etheria lineup mm. are from that hulu series uh, made by 20th century studios which i think is part of the what used to be 20th century fox and disney and all that because is hulu oh. part of the disney empire 
Is that? I think yes, on... it is because that's yeah, yeah. how they get hold of like prey and things like that. Right. Yeah. Because we haven't had the whole bite-sized Halloween and whatever over here. They, there's a few of them on YouTube and that, mm. but uh, yeah. So I, I, I thought that was unusual how they mm. one series has sort of crossed over to it. Anyway, that's this is one of those. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I thought it was really, really interesting. Like, yes, I, I probably agree that there's not a huge amount of payoff. There's a lot of ideas introduced. Um, there's kind of a, a shock conclusion, but uh, there could have been a little bit more. But yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it is it's. I think it's definitely one of. I mean, there's a there's a there's a whole bunch of them that are really interesting. But the other thing that made this one stand out for me was that it focuses on a male character. Um, yeah. In his experience, in in a lot of the and um, there's no reason why it shouldn't, but a lot of the Ethereum films do focus on uh, female characters. Yep. in situations that are you know relatable to women uh, and this is a is very much a you know uh a char- you know, male character uh he, he does talk 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 to his is it his girlfriend or i think, or I think it's his girlfriend yeah, or, so is yeah. It, yeah he does, but she she's not on screen or anything it's it's very much his story and uh yeah so that that in itself brings a bit of diversity to the selection in that you're, you're not consistent that's what i like about these um uh the the curations mm. that they bring in a lot of different ideas it's some of it you do see overlaps uh, and familiar things but they break it up and there's uh the the structure of the uh the film night as they refer to it the ethereum film night mm. which is the, all the shorts edited together when they're shown on shudder um including all the credits and everything that's they just run one after the other um it does make it more digestible, I think, to have um, a, var- a variety in the themes. And this one, you know, definitely, definitely does that. Absolutely. That is... Um, Incomplete by Zoe Martin. Yeah, indeed. Next up is Border. A young woman turns on the TV to watch her favorite Korean romantic drama, but realizes to her horror that she may be the one being watched. Um, yeah, nice short one. This uh, from Korea. Korea, Korea and Japan. Um, I think it's a Japanese girl watching the Korean soap opera. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, I, me, me and my wife watch loads of K dramas and things, and sort of, you know, looking at it, I'm thinking, yeah, like I, I, it really does look like one, you know, it's, it's, especially with the clothes. The, the clothes are very important in in sort of K dramas. So always incredibly impeccably dressed, um, and and then sort of suddenly out of nowhere, there's this sort of moment of violence, you know, and and uh, sort of the main character sort of turning to the camera looking directly at our protagonist um yeah interesting you know shades of things like ring um yes and, and other, other you know other other shows like that um but very very good you know it, it's it's short and sweet sweet as it were um you know it is it, pretty nasty and you know he's he's wearing a <laughs> he's wearing a white sort of polo neck jumper for a reason Basically, for for purely aesthetic reasons, shall we say? Um, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it's like um, there is a definitely a sort of a, a J horror sort of thing going on. It's uh, it's 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 kind of again a sort of another reference, like Twilight Zone 
this mm. sort of scenario of you know someone's it's basically uh, a scene it's a, like a like a like a one shot thing of yeah of you know uh, there's no real setup or anything she's just sitting watching the telly the thing uh, something's happens which is unusual and then things escalate and become more tense and then there's a bleeding over into reality and uh yeah it's, it's something we've seen before in a couple of you know again mm -hmm. in, a, in a few other things but it's fine uh it's uh it's it's an interesting enough uh it's a popcorn bit, really, isn't it? It, it it's yeah. e easily digestible. It is. It's again like yeah. a bite size. Thing. Yeah, it's a little skip, basically. Yeah. It works though. Yeah, so that's border. Next up is sleep study. A restless new mother confronts a dangerous terror whenever she tries to sleep. Um. Yeah. So this one. It, it, it's a it's got a kicker this one for sure but it, it's a kicker that it, it can kind of see coming but at the same time it needs to be commended for how far it goes with that you mm. know it, it doesn't pull its punches this one um yeah good setup and you know with, with, with this woman falling asleep and there's some sort of creature sort of coming after her in, in her dreams um and she decides to fight back uh but as as part of like a sleep study i think isn't it as well so you know it's just been well, i don't know i don't quite was that yeah where the sleep study well they talk about in the beginning where she's yeah. supposed to have gone for a sleep study but That's she right, hasn't yeah, gone yeah. for one and they've, she's kind of ignored it basically and mm. and is just trying to deal with it by herself and i think yeah. that there the is no thing, like confront your fears you know choose your weapon as <laughs> as yeah. uh, but um yeah so so it's another haunted house story of sorts, a bit it like is. um a bit like the Harbinger was. as well. Is it you know yeah. that's that sort of thing? A uh, film that we covered um, earlier this year. Um, One of the things I thought was really notable about this is the camera work, which is very self-consciously sort of gliding around and mm. um, lots of sort of long takes. Mm -hmm. um, that, that was that was really interesting. Um, it's all set within the house um, uh, family family situation and then uh we've got some visual effects and stuff with the uh you know with the haunting let's say uh sequences uh and yeah pretty uh it's another one where we get a little bit of a sort of tw twilight zone sort of twist in the tail with a mm. it's pr pretty horrifying conclusion like as you say as to the implications a lot of it you know it's all off screen but uh, it's not a, it's not a gory film in any sense uh, this is another part of the bite-sized halloween series for hulu yeah. by the way the um uh yeah it's pretty it's, it, it's not... interesting and it's not it's not too overwhelming but it's sort of like oh <laughs> so it yeah sort of leaves you with so, that so as you horrible... say it's, it, it's not it's that it's a feeling of dread and yes. you know it's, it's it's an ending which sort of kicks you in the gut basically you know even though you don't see anything you know exactly what's happened and it's um yeah, it's it's a nasty one. So it's so well done, Natalie Metzger, for um, creeping us out with this one. <laughs> Next up is Angels. Uh, Beulah has almost given up on her mother recovering from a deadly illness 
until a meteor containing a mysterious being falls from the sky and lands in their fields. If, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but this has no dialogue? Uh, I don't I think, it's, think so, but I, I have to be good. honest, this one didn't make much of an impression on me. Hmm. So I, I, I didn't really click with this one at all, to be honest. I, I did like this one. So, you know, this woman finds this meteor in one of the fields or, you know, basically a, uh, a crashed escape pod or something. Mm. Um, and there's a, a, um, an extraterrestrial inside which she takes home and she realizes that it's got some sort of um, healing properties. And because she, she cuts her hand, but touches his hand, mm-hmm. yeah, its mm-hmm. hand, and it heals, it heals the scar on it, on it. So she uses it to sort of help her, her, her mum uh, re- recover. But, you know, the, the ominous thing is that when, when they look outside, there's more and more of these meteors heading heading for Earth, um, which, is, which is interesting. Um, it is a slight one. Um, it is interesting in that it didn't have any dialogue. Um, but, yeah. The effects are good. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the effects were good, yeah, especially yeah. especially the meteor, you know, the thing in the sky and stuff like that. It, it looked quite realistic. So I, I like this one, um, but I can understand why it's uh, you know it's it's a one note thing. You're not really going to do much with it other than that. Uh, this is directed by Samantha Aldana. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I pronounced that right. Um, and yeah, I I think it works. Uh, next up is Go to Bed Raymond. When your kids tell you there is someone in their room, you should listen, says the synopsis. Uh, we've come across this sort of thing before, Rich. Um, immediately, my yeah. mind goes to Universal Soldier. Um, which one was that? Redemption? Uh, What's the last one with Scott Atkins? Um, Day of Reckoning. Yeah, Day of Reckoning. Yeah, that's the one. Because that starts with this scenario. Daddy, there's somebody in the house sort of thing. Um, it's JCVD. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. But um, in this one, we got a kid. Yeah, saying to his dad, "Dad, there's somebody in my room." Come, you know. And of course, he goes, and there's nothing there. And he goes away again, gets woken up in the middle of the night. Dad, he's come back, and he goes again. You know, and eventually, his his son tells him what he knows about what's going on. Um. Which is interesting, you know, and it, it kind of um, it's it's a weird thing, you know, because because the the sort of the the story behind it, it's it's kind of the sort of thing a kid would make up to try and, um, you know, make sense of the world, mm-hmm. to make sense of why they're there in the world. Oh well, well, my parents must have chosen me, you know. That's that's why I I'm here, sort of thing. You know, they don't understand sort of conception and all the rest of it. So it's a so it's a thing. So in that case, well, what happened to all the other kids who didn't get chosen? You know, it's like, it's like the Lost Boys always, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Um. So so it's almost like this, like myth, which has been made real. You know, in in kids' heads, kind of thing. Um. Mm. So so yeah, it was it was it was an interesting one. This. Yeah, the, like I say, the scenario we've seen a lot. I mean, the Halloween movies, like for example, the David Gordon Green. Well, yeah, exactly. One, <laughs> it, it came to mind in, mm. you know, there was a similar scene. Mm. 
in there, usually with a babysitter or something. But yeah, and but it was it's the it's not that initial setup, like you say. It's those ideas that come into play as it develops and and the way that it ends makes it a bit more interesting. This was uh, like Angels, actually. This and Angels were also part of this bite-sized Halloween. Literally half of the lineup <laughs> are from this bite-sized Halloween um, series. Uh, and I don't think in the a lot of the cases, these are the strongest ones. I think Sleep Study from that from those was probably the one I liked the most. Uh, this and that, sorry, Sleep Study and Incomplete, yeah. I thought were pretty, are pretty strong. Um, but these two are just, I think, yeah, I think they're too slight. Mm -hmm. um i just don't don't uh well we, don't we cover a lot of stuff we, we cover a lot of stuff rich on, mm. on not in just the short shots but on, on the digest show itself you mm. know where we, we we see a lot of films which are sort of like you know a one note sort of almost like a skit kind mm. of thing you know and they're almost made for anthologies and things as so, like you know a little sort of setup and bam move on to the next thing so mm. you know, I, I don't mind it um, as 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 much. I must admit, but yeah, I th I thought this one was pretty good. Well acted between you know the the, the son and the his his dad, and and then the payoff was quite good, you know, um, as well. So so yeah, I I did enjoy this one. It reminded me, there was another thing it reminded me of. There was a short film called The Child Eater, which was developed into a film, which we mm. covered uh, on the show. Um, that was another one which was all about say children going missing and um you know local mythologies and and stuff which was i think was uh would be if yeah i think if people do watch this one i think and they like it i would say sort of go and have a look at either the short or the feature mm. of um child eater and oh, uh, yes. yeah i remember that one now yeah cool The final film on our list for 2023 is Make the Call. Two former best friends reunite in a changed world, finally confronting the demons that ripped them apart. Now, this is the most obtuse film, I think, Rich. It takes a while for you to sort of piece together what's actually happening. Yeah, I was spending a lot of time going, what on earth's going on? What on earth's going on? We, we get a lot of flashbacks, which really don't make any sense. Um, but if you can imagine a world which has been rocked by a disease, instead of COVID, if um, something akin to mum and dad, where mm. it, it turns you hyper-violent for, you know, yeah. hyper-violent and schizophrenic. So, you know, it, something will set you off, you, you'll become psychopathic for a few minutes you know and, and highly dangerous and then you may just sort of switch off again and go oh you know and and then so there was an that makes epidemic. me think that that makes me think of a short film we saw at fighting spirit which was uh, episodes hmm. do you remember that one where it was like the father the and he was at the dinner table and then he was just going he was just flipping out and just hmm. trying to kill his child and and stuff like that yeah it was um yeah it's kind of kind of got that sort of element to it sorry to interrupt there yeah so so these two former best friends meet up um one of them her husband seemingly had one of these episodes these attacks and the other one wanted to sort of call the police or call whoever 
you know, to sort of take care of it. And the wife was adamant that he was fine. And, you know, they, they leave and years pass. But it seems like, actually, no, husband's fine. He's he's, he's at home, you know, um, the kids are fine and all the rest of it. Um, but there are signs, basically, that, that things aren't quite what they appear. Um, it is, yeah, it's a nasty one this one but you know you, you got to think through what's actually going on before be, before the the payoff actually sort of um sort of hits really but yeah it, it's it has its uh, has its moments this one reminds yeah, me a little got... bit of the invitation this one in in the you know oh, okay. this sort of sitting there just sort of having this sort of calm conversation about what had happened you know about this very violent episode that happened in the past mm-hmm. sort of thing but yeah that's no, a good one yeah, it's got this. Um, it's very much sort of post-COVID uh, sort of uh, ideas mm-hmm. in there, and it, the, the whole make the call thing. I mean, I think it's even an advert kind of thing that plays over the beginning of that. You're supposed to re- basically you're supposed to report um, on any, you know uh, on any sort of incidents, and uh, you know it's uh, um, and then you know, the, the, the sort of hazmat team will come out or whatever, whatever it is yeah. and deal with the situation. And so there's a, there's a little bit of a totalitarian sort of thing overhanging. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, there's a little, there's actually, I'm pretty sure at the start of the film, there's like almost in the background, there's a, there's like a sign or a poster about the, about the make the call, about the obligation right. of the citizens to make mm-hmm. the call. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of, gently put in the background of, of setting it up and everything. But like you say, you don't really have a full idea uh, of what, what's happening. It would mm. say it's this interaction with these women, the, the whole, uh, any sort of the, the violence is mostly sort of uh, something in the past that's off screen. Um, apart from say we get flash flashes of, of things coming in. There's a nasty bit of violence where um, the wife who's uh, insisting everything's fine is, Sort of picking the skin off of her nail and, mm. and um, or the side of her nail, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like little bits of skin being stripped off and stuff like that." Because um, mm. that's relatable. It's kind of it's kind of a real thing that you. Could, it's not like you know somebody could get an arm severed yeah. off and you don't blink because it's like mm. it's not a relatable thing. But like a little tiny little bit of skin, nails on the teeth, nail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or teeth or something. Yeah, it's a kind of so. It's a good so there's a good bit at the beginning as well of this when when they first meet and of course the first thing she's got to do is test her mm-hmm. you know to make sure that she's not infected sort of thing um there's this sort of moment where there's a sort of staring at each other is waiting for the the machine to bleep um which which is sort of interesting it gave, it gave you an idea of the sort of the world that um yeah they're living in yeah. and it, you know having it's seen a lot of how, tension how, and mistrust and well there is yeah. and and having seen how america and most of the world reacted to covid and and things like lockdown and like you got to tell me what to do sort of thing you know mm. you, you can imagine that you know, even with something as deadly and, and violent as, as this thing going on you know there, there would probably be a lot of pushback against the government being overly prescriptive in, in, in what it can do and sort of, you know, people complaining that they're overstepping their bounds and stuff like this, you know. And and that's what the kind of situation here is this woman sort of thinking, well, no, I, I know better than, you know, the government and, and everything. You know, I'm doing what I can for the best, of, you know, the good of my family. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, 
it, it took you know you need to think about what was in, and pay attention to what's going on and and to these little snippets or, or you, you have to pay attention to the conversation really you know really mm. pay attention yeah, yeah. um yeah. For, for it to sort of get get to get the full benefit of it yeah i think it's it's one of the most um uh complex uh, in terms of what what it's expecting the uh, what it's expecting of the audience and and stuff because you you've got this um uh you know this very fra this fractured relationship uh and you you just you're not sure you don't know really you don't know what what's going on or what you don't know why she's been called there and you don't know yeah. why they fall fall you know fallen out you don't know why there's there was this tension but you know there's the tension because of the um, you know that there's something that's you know this illness or whatever. Um, you know there's something there, but you know there's there's m multiple layers going on, uh, and um, yeah, it's like, it's it's quite complex. I think it's something that I would need to go back and watch mm. again to to fully sort of get my head around. You know the yeah, the, and I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, it will it will be rewarding to do so. You know, mm. but there's there's so you know we we've run through. All of the films um, which are covered by the 2023 uh, film night, and you know, there's, there's a few here that we've talked about at length. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a few here which have really sort of like um, captured our imaginations and wanted to sort of you know actually discuss. Some of them are quite sort of slight, and it's like going, mm. yeah, enjoyed it, but that's all it is, kind of thing. Whereas others like incomplete, go to bed, look, Raymond. Uh, and um, you the know, this, this one uh, and the old king and and make the, the call. You know, there's there's more meat on the bones there, and mm. and you know, this stuff that sort of draws you in and you want to sort of talk about them, which is great. And I and I hope the people listening, you know, get something out of it and um, you know, have a look at these these films. You know, the whole program is less than two hours, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. about just under, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So if you got Shudder. At the moment, you will find this on there, um, and we do recommend you go check it out. Okay, so that was 2023. How about 2022? Um, this is no longer available on Shudder itself, unfortunately. Um, however, we've been able to locate, Rich has been able to locate, um, most of the films covered um, on the, that particular show. Uh, um, the only one missing is Dana, which is directed by Lucia Fauna Sagara. Um, however, we, we've managed to find the others, and you will find a link to each of these in the footnotes um, as we go. So first up is This Is Our Home. Um, in this one, we have two young roommates living in a house or a flat. Um, one of them is a sort of obsessive compulsive um, clean freak and vegan. And a friend is a complete slob, basically. It's the odd couple. It's the odd <laughs> it's couple, exactly. Else. It's the female odd couple is what it is. And the house is infested by rats or mice, one of the two. Mm. Um, now, there is a very distressing part in this, and it does sort of flag it up at the beginning where it says that, um, you know, no animals were hurt during the filming of this. However, the film does contain archival footage of 
an animal in great distress and and is to do with using like glue traps to to capture uh, mice or rats whereby it's like a little pad covered in very sticky glue and when the rodent goes on it you know mm. they get trapped basically um and it is fucking depressing uh watching that in very distressing and i must admit i sort of fast forwarded over that sort of skip skip the minute or two um but the rest of it is pretty good and and this is you know we've been talking about um oh you know this sounds like a um an outer limits episode or a twilight zone episode mm-hmm. this is reminding me of fucking creep show Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like that the last segment of creep show is is what this is um in terms of the way it works and you know and if, if you're one of those people who hate you know, who's afraid of rodents you know you're going to be pretty freaked out by this one um i thought the ending was brilliant i must admit and and you know her sort of freak out at the end um yeah, there's some really nasty bits. You know, it's it's depressingly nasty, is what it is. It's it's the, you know, as she, as she rightly says, you know, the, the slobby one is is partly to blame because, you know, her sort of slobbiness is enabling them to be living there. And it's yeah, there's a bit when she finds stuff under the bed, and it's oh god, it's so depressingly evil. You know, it's not evil, but just bleak and gross kind of thing. It's like, oh, God. Um, but the payoff works for me. You know, it is that sort of creep show style payoff at the end. Um, how did you get on with this one? Yeah, I liked, yeah, I liked it. I thought the characterization was good. It's got that sort of, it's sort of a, a heightened, almost cartoonish sort of setup. Hmm. Um, uh, the, you know, the, um, the, uh, the mice... Uh, and the and the traps and stuff and there's a there's a they talk about the uh, superintendent uh, who's you know the one who's putting down the traps and mm. uh, we we don't sort of see him for most of it and then he sort of appears later and it's almost like a punchline when you actually do see him a little bit. Um, there's the uh, the score is quite intense again uh, and the, the say it does sort of lead up to this sort of cartoonish nightmarish conclusion i'm not sure the the how you know how that is supposed to you know is it supposed to be a a reality thing or is it just a a, in in her head or whatever but you know where well where the character ends up it's it is interesting isn't it because there is a nightmare on street four sort of thing you know yeah yes yeah there is an element of that um i know which but you mean the metamorphosis but um but there is, there's a particular torture, isn't there, where they put a rat on somebody's tummy, mm-hmm. and then put, you know, put a, a bucket on top of them, and then heat up the bucket. So mm-hmm. it's got nowhere to go but inside, sort of thing. So, yeah, so yeah, there, there, there is um, an element. You know, there is a real situation, <laughs> shall we say? You know, that can happen. Um, they do all this stuff with the 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 main. The, the focus is very much on the main uh, on the vegan character, the mm-hmm. the clean freak character of. And uh, they do this thing about oh she's refusing the sweets or whatever because because they've got gelatin and, mm. and stuff. But then the bag is kind of left out, and uh, and then she's actually yeah, sort of falters them, yeah. and starts eating it. And that I I'm, I wasn't quite sure what why what what was meant by that what they were getting at. But right. um, the um, that's just sort of 
I don't know if maybe it's the character falling off their high horse or something, or, or I don't know, but uh, it just sort of seemed that they were trying to um, uh, undermine or bring down the character mm. a little bit from from what was it, or, or you know, show that she she was able to be corrupted or something. I don't know, I don't know, but the the slob character uh, is sort of sitting and watching. It's almost like a, a projection on a sheet. Yeah, that's right. Sort of yeah. Some old, like old cartoons or old films or something, which was quite mm. interesting. So it sort of has this again, sort of out other other not otherworldly, but sort of out of time sort yeah. of thing. It's like that you never, you're not quite sure when it's set, uh, what the situation is, or you know, the, the the sort of technology is sort of mixed up and things. Um, it's it's in its own sort of world. Almost like an Edgar Wright thing, you know. It sort of exists in its own, yeah, uh, version of 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 reality and kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's like like a dark comedy, um, and say, um, uh, you know, whose home is it? You know, that's that's, mm. the, that's the name. yeah, exactly. Who was there first? <laughs> okay, so that was this, this is, is our, our home, home by A.K. Espada. Yeah, A.K. Espada. Next up is Inheritance. On Nora's 25th birthday, she and her brother inherit the deeds to their family's small cabin. With this auspicious birthday, she starts seeing the spirits that have been haunting her brother and father for years. Um, love this one. It's, it's very atmospheric, very well acted. Uh, with the three main cast, especially the um, uh, Nora herself, um, the sort of ghosts are really well realised. There's this sort of element of, you know, who's in the right kind of thing, and 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 this sort of solution to it is is just weird. In that, you know, he's sort of wondering, well, who who's the ghosts now? You know, <laughs> exactly what what's um, you know, what is the end game here? It is a bit strange. Um, yeah. What do you make of this one? Yeah, it sort of reminded me. There was one we watched before about um, uh, when we when we covered Etheria twenty twenty one. There was one about straying off the path. They had, oh you yeah, know, stay on oh, the path. Do you remember it. that one? That one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and sort of. The, and once you go off the path, you end up in like another world, sort mm. of, or another you transfer over. Uh, and this is kind of yeah, it's it's an unusual one. They sort of bring in quantum mechanics yeah. uh, into it to create this kind of uh, yeah, sort of so they're out of view. Um, yeah. That's the, the, the as you say, yes, very well realized sort of spirits. But what's and, and what's, what's what's interesting about that element mm. is when when that's revealed, you know, a, a brother sort of explains what he can do, you know, because of the. Um, they live in a, a maple tree forest, you know, they're sort of like, they're, they're harvesting the sap and selling it, you know, selling maple syrup and all that sort of stuff. But he, he sort of tells her that, oh yeah, I can sort of like wire up the trees and create a current and that'll help us produce this water field. <laughs> and she's like, oh great. You know, not case of like, oh my what? God, what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> it, you know, they, they, they take it in their stride. So, you know, it's like, well, of course you can, you know. Yeah. Well, Which one is... minute they're in the house and they're talking, the next, and, she, and then the next minute it's like you see them outside, and there's all these wires, mm. you know, dra all over the place and stuff. And it's like, yeah, this is 
this is normal. It's like, yeah. a, it's like there, it's a sort of thing. Yeah, there's a moment where um, one one of the ghosts seems to have got hold of the deeds to the house and has burnt it. Yes, yes. And it's like, okay. And then the sort of dad starts rambling on about something, and it's like, well, okay, what what's going on here? Is is there a bit of nefarious sort of double dealing being happening to get hold of the cabin in the first place? And you know, the ghost. Yeah. But it, it it's weird. But the solution is. No, oh, no, we're going to create a force field, and we're just going to just disappear in the house, kind of thing. It, it's it's a weird thing, and it's just the fact that they went, well, yeah, of course we are, you know, without sort of um, questioning it at all. But there you go. But an enjoyable one for sure. Yeah, it's, it, it it was interesting. I did sort of, I found I did find it a bit. I had to watch it twice because I was just like I couldn't quite figure out some of it because it takes because it's only 14 minutes long so it has to take like some quite big leaps yeah um i think there's definitely a bigger story there whether it's just sort of a taster but the um yeah they're in the um is there uh it's a black family so mm-hmm. is there a racist element to it you know mm-hmm. to, to you know to the to the yeah. to the story it's not really that's not really explored in any way but it, it might not be it might not be part of it at all. But there's there is a certain element of um, them not being welcome. Yes. Uh, so is that is that is that part of what the the story is you know saying? And you know there's a certain desire to disappear, be invisible, um, kind of thing. Uh, what what like you say? But what is the game plan? If you know if they go in, they've, they've got to come out again. They've got to go to You'd think. Town and <laughs> yeah. Stuff and stuff. So yeah, they're trying to live off the rib. So yeah, it's an interesting one hmm. for sure. Um, I think it just needed a bit more um, of that, like we were saying earlier, like meat on the bone kind of thing. Just, just a uh, you know, I think you could have had this as a like a twenty minute, twenty, you know, hmm. twenty twenty five minutes. Just add a little bit more um, yep. and maybe give it, it a bit more. Yeah, it would have been able to carry it. Yeah, it would have been able to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, directed and written by Annalise Lockhart. Um, definitely a name to look out for. Next up is Lucid. At an art school in the 90s, young outsider Mia embarks on a morbid quest for pure self-expression when she creates a self-portrait for her classmates that ultimately reveals her true heart's enchantment with the grotesque. Definitely the most avant-garde film on the list. Um, yeah. yeah, very the visually sounds, arresting, I would yeah, say. Yeah, very, very visually arresting. You know, the narrative. You know, we're we're dipping into memories and perceptions and all sorts. Um, we've got changes in camera. We've got different types of camera work, shifts in aspect ratio. It's yeah. an it's an art film that's about art, so Absolutely. it's very arty. Yeah. Exactly. But it's not impenetrable, I would say. Yeah, I mean, she goes through this horror, horror, horrific, um, you know, art class where she has to show her portrait, and like, you know, her classmates are sort of like ripping her to shreds, basically. And you know, even her teachers, like, you know, she's the teacher's almost like Mrs. Krabappel from The Simpsons in her sort of derision. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's 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 really really horrible. And then she has to sort of, you know, then the memories start kicking in about, you know, her, her how she got on with her dad, um, you know, sort of the, um, 
uh, you know, the disappointment oh, yeah. she's getting from other classes and stuff, and and, and you know, her, her even her mum trying to disown her at one point that, that was really horrible, um, saying I wish you weren't my daughter uh, and all this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and it all sort of culminates in this, and it, you know, you, you could take it two ways. The, the the you know what she comes up with at the end, it's like, is it just an artistic representation that she's producing or is it actually real and she's kind of you know this is this is very much my final project kind of thing mm-hmm. um i'd like to think it was just an artistic imp- <laughs> interpretation of what she's feeling um rather than sort of literally you know heart in a blender kind of thing um but I liked it. I, I did like this one. I liked the ending. You know, there's an element of carry to it, really. You know, as well. Yeah, At yeah. the end, you know, sort of like there will be blood kind of kind of attitude. Um, well, it also, but... even though it's that say a '90s sort of set story, there is definitely a sort of a '70s kind of aesthetic to it. Yeah, it's it's, it's... the music which drives it as a '90s thing, mm. really, and, and and the sort of the goth, the goth girls who help her out and stuff like this, um, mm-hmm. which which I did like. And all the, it's, you know, it's all this sort of heightened. I mean, I was even thinking of like trauma movies mm. when I was watching it. I'm, uh, we haven't really discussed trauma on, on the DC judges much. Well, we, we've done a little bit, but I don't think we've ever covered like one whole film or anything. But we've, we've sort of dipped, you know, mentioned things like Class of Newcomb High and stuff. Right. But there, there's that sort of, because um, those films are sort of rough and ready, but they are also very um, artistic in their own way. Um, uh, and that sort of grungy sort of. Um... I reckon this took a long time to edit. You know, I reckon mm. this took a long time to put together. Oh, it's quite, it's a very complex film. Yeah. Let's say, like you say, with all the um, a lot of all the different speak, different yeah. camera style work and and the shooting and you know the the the, histo- yeah. the the memory stuff when she's a child is very cinematic and you know very stable. Uh, the you know it's all, all looks like re, you know very um very kind of standard, but all mm-hmm. the stuff like where we join her, it's very um almost like, like four by three, like black bars on the side. Uh, but also very, as well, that you know there's, there's a, you know that whole beginning bit is a one shot, you know it's a one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. From, from when we see it, you know, to when she gets to her classroom, is you know the camera's following her. It, it sort of dips into other classes and comes back out. You know, so so there are moments to cut. But it is so sort of nicely edited together as mm-hmm. as a, a one yeah, you know, up, up to um, going into class. So we yeah. also used because um, I was just looking at some of the information. You know, the reason it sort of looks and feels a certain way is they've actually shot it on film, thirty-five millimeter film, some of it. So it doesn't. Ha- it's not like it's. Um, they haven't shot it on like digital video cameras or anything. They've gone out, yeah. and that's why it has a very particular sort of. So they use contemporary, the, yeah, of, yeah, of the time sort of, um, mm. technology, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. So I think that all contributes to it. I think I believe they're trying to f- uh, flesh it out into a feature. All right. Um, so, so this is like a, a sampling. I think I'm not sure if it was originally the intent that this would be like a proof of concept or anything, but there's definitely sort of moves to try and make it into a feature film. Cool. Yeah, and the soundtrack for that will be pretty immense. I think based on this. So yeah, that is Lucid. Really enjoyed this one. Next up is Freya. 
A young woman struggles to regain control of her body in a future where social media and the state operate as one. Um, this is like some person's nightmare, some person's idea of heaven, I guess. It's, you know, it is um, an interesting scenario where, um, how can you put it? So, you know, the, the ability to artificially monitor you or have an artificial intelligence in your home monitoring you 24-7 is, you know, in some regards, for some people, for, like for the elderly, it may be a good thing. Uh, a cut down on, sort of, you know, um, personal care and all that sort of stuff. Um but for a lot of people, it's going to be way too prescriptive. I mean, e even to the point of, you know, you're going to the toilet and you've got this AI going, oh, your potassium's a bit down, mate. You know, <laughs> you might you might need to drink a bit more water or you get a bit more vitamin C into you, you know. Or you're now classed as um, clinically obese, so you can't order any pizzas anymore. You know, that sort of thing. It's, um, you know, overly prescriptive. It's the state sort of stepping in and ruling, ruling your lives and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of Tories who would absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> but, but for the rest of us, it is a bit of a dystopian nightmare. Um, yeah, the whole thing as well with the, um, you know, the the, uh, the sex thing and, and um, yeah, ordering sex on online and the guy just turning up and fucking you and then disappearing. I uh, thought that was um, interesting. I'm sure there'd be a lot of people <laughs> after that service. But it's... Um, yeah. I think it already exists in some quarters, it, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it probably will. It, and again, you know, it's that whole thing of like, rate me, rate, rate, rate me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, Uber. So, well, yeah, not only are you rating the, um, the your, your taxi service, but they're rating you as a, as a passenger and a customer at the same time. Um, so, you know, she's given a report on this gigolo who's, who's, who's been around, and at the same time, he's sort of going, yeah, she's not bad, you know. Um, well, I don't think he was a, I don't think he was a, you know, a gigolo or a prostitute or anything. It was just a, it was oh, just, just like a, a Tinder okay. thing. All right, so it's Tinder yeah. playing to the next level, sort of. Thing. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, gotcha. I think so. Um, yeah. yeah, I was very, I, I have to be honest, I was really surprised about the, frankness of the sexuality of the film mm. in terms of what what you see yeah because i you know i watched it on youtube and i don't associate with what we uh, see in YouTube's... this film with something what, that you would be able to get exactly yeah. seeing on youtube we're talking like <laughs> genitals and stuff mm. <laughs> so i was like gee what mm. it's like this is youtube this is not like moderated or anything i mean i know a lot of stuff mm. you know it's not moderated anything but when you think about it i was like oh yeah there's clips of you know violent action films and whatever as well mm. but you never really associate s sexual material um yeah um which you know you could think oh well my kid could just easily just sort of see this sort of thing i was like yeah i suppose it is out there i just never really never really thought about it before mm. um so yeah that was quite shocking yeah. and um but but I did find it, you know, it, 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 like like Black Mirror and things like that. I, I did find it quite believable, you know. Yeah, it, well, it, it is again, like you say, the Black Mirror thing. It's that it's kind of a dark satire, but then it takes mm. this really tragic sort of dark mm. turn. Um, 
as the story is kind of unfolding it's like it's a it's a film about our relationship or about one particular character's relationship with technology which has been explored in other things like um like the film her mm. or the comical version which was lexi yeah and um, well both are comical i think i've not actually seen either of them but um i know her is a bit more sort of um uh art artful isn't it As, you know it's a uh, um, yeah. what's it called Joaquin Phoenix and stuff yeah, but yeah. the this is a um yeah it's 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 this woman in her apartment it's basically all the scenes are in her apartment uh, and about. this and uh, yeah basically and the uh, the constant sort of advice or criticism or limitation or, or whatever and yeah. um and then in uh what is it the that you say there's that there's the whole pregnancy turn of events and you know yeah. things get that's where things really change and what happens yeah it's, it's go, it goes down some quite dark avenues and it's mm -hmm. say this the element of control i mean you know like um almost like a china chinese you know one child policies almost that kind of thing that they're getting at mm -hmm. here but it was also yeah i mean i was, I was also reminded a bit of yummy mummy um oh yeah 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 in in that you know what, what when when you become pregnant you're no longer a woman you know in, in yeah. certain eyes you, you are a vessel basically yes. you're an incubator you know and, and there's a lot of people well, out there who have that mentality and, well funnily and, enough i'm watching the tv series world on fire on right. uh, bbc mm -hmm. which um one of the storylines on that is uh, a young woman in the you know in the third reich being mm -hmm. chosen to be uh, a mother for you know to, to eugenics kind of thing well to yeah to father you know Aryan children or whatever and then she's got to sign the paperwork which says you know well you you're gonna she doesn't know what's it what she's in for she's never she's never, she's never been taught about any but they're like oh you've been chosen you're gonna have a child you'll have to give the child up and as soon as she's pregnant you know she's like because she's ordered around anyway but you know mm. she's like oh you can't get out of bed you know, it's mm. like you, the the child is what's important, kind of thing, and it's all done. And this film kind of does a similar thing, but over a, over a much quicker time frame. Yeah, and there's, you, there's, get, you get the impression that the you know there's, there's in a future state, you know that um, you know the population's dropped off, and and mm. you know we we need baby, you know, Earth needs babies, kind of kind, kind yeah, of scenario, kind of, yeah. similar kind of thing, yeah. yeah. There was another th film, which a short film, which came to mind, which we, I think we covered it on an episode that um, sadly got lost. But I think it was called Freelancer, mm. which was something to do. I think it was to do with organs. Um, if you remember that one, uh, it's, there was there was uh, somebody on, and that was where you were had to. They were put in this sort of ethical dilemma, as they mm. were had to. They had to sort of go and. Uh, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful not to get confused with something else I've seen, but there was there was a situation they were put in, and then they 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 were confronted with this uh, ethical dilemma, and then if they didn't do it, then they were they were reported themselves. It was kind of another oh yeah yeah thing, thing where they were um mm -hmm. uh, at you know the situ the the um the the rules of the uh, society were very strict on things and in this case you know that's all being monitored and registered through the ai i mean the the, the synopsis talks about social media it's not really social media it's more like the it's more like your alexas is mm. what it's kind of yeah about. it's, it's like it's exactly. looking at it from like interacting 
vocal interactions with speaking devices, which is something we're going to come back to um, in a little while. Yeah. But, I mean, there is a sort of comical element in the fact that, you know, the machines keep calling her, um, yeah, a geriatric obese pregnant woman. <laughs> you know, it's like... A geriatric the, pregnancy, uh, I think yeah, she is. Yeah, which is like over um, the age of 25. Yeah. So, so, you know, considered to be, you know, geriatric, which is terrible. But there you go. Yeah, this is it's a fun one. And, and you know, as we mentioned earlier, um, you know, so, some of these really sort of capture our interest and we want to talk about them at length. And, and this is certainly one of those ones. So that is Freya. From director Camille Hollett French. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, you will find links to the 2022 films in the footnotes below. Next up is The Familiars. When a teenage girl inherits a dark power, she must decide whether to use it to protect herself and her sister from her destructive mother. Um, this one is interesting. It starts off with a sound effect and, you know, with a blank screen and eventually sort of find out what's going on. And it's sort of set during the um, 1700s to begin with, um, with a woman who... You're not sure whether or not she's been executed or killed herself. Um, but then sort of something else happens. And then we sort of jump forward to somewhere akin to the present. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we have these two young girls and their mum. Their gran has just died and is lying in state in her, in her, in her bedroom. Um, and their mother is frantically searching for an ancient lock of hair, which was taken from that first woman. Um, I imagine she must have been a witch. Um, it's an interesting one in in that we have this sort of um, very dark relationship between these girls, or you know, in particular one of the girls and her mum, and and you know, so other things are happening as well you know uh there's something really weird going on about the burial of 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 the grand and and what their mum is trying to do it's um yeah it's quite oblique isn't it it is yeah you're not really sure what's going on and and there is a you know a very there are two revelations sort of that come in sort of about three quarters of the way in and, and but it never explains anything. It never explains anything. You know, you're just sort of looking at the visuals and gleaning what you can. And it's mm. like it doesn't look good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like whatever whatever they're doing here, you're not going to be able to explain it to me in a good light. <laughs> you know, there's something really fucked up happening with this. Um, you know, with this situation. Um, so you know, we, we are definitely empathising with. Uh, the girls and clearly their deceased gran feels the same way you know and she's sort of taken steps um to help them uh and i i thought this was really good overall you know it, it took a while to sort of get going but when that sort of like that really antagonistic relationship sort of kicked in between the mum and the girls um I, I thought that worked really well yeah this was another one that i had to had to watch it twice really to sort of you know get get try and get my head around it because it was it's it's another one that's it's uh you you're not quite sure what's happening entirely uh there's a 
um, Millie Alcock is the uh, the main uh, the main character, Alison, who's who's kind of like you say, she's got this seems to have quite an antagonistic relationship with her mother, um, and uh, she doesn't really go in for any belief in the the sort of supernatural stuff that her her mother is sort of mm. feeding to her sister. Yeah. But then the flip side of that is it's almost like she's kind of the chosen one. Mm. That you know that um, she's the one who's uh allowed to almost like a sword in the stone kind of thing yeah where, that's, where that's a good gets... that's a good um yeah it's a good uh comparison i think and then because, she's yeah because because it, it, it deliberately hides itself doesn't it from mm. from the mum and then it and then <laughs> makes a loud noise so oh hey, i'm over here sort of, sort of thing for her to find yeah yes um which is all part of i think her whether her grandmother's sort of lingering or something, we don't we don't know really. But you know, there's sort of you know, it sort of starts. It's little things like the the whole the whole the story starts after that first part mm. with the, the the flashback part. It starts with the um, they're searching for an animal and they can't find the animal and stuff. And then later you realise where the animal is, mm. and um, there's other stuff going on. And uh, I think the it's another one that takes place over about quarter of an hour. Um, really uh, interesting characterization it's very much uh you know we talked about um uh what was it the inheritance episode uh, uh not episode installment mm. the inheritance yeah. film earlier which was also again this sort of family dynamic where everything's like there's like a mystery about the family and there's, there's like a supernatural element and but they don't really talk about it and you don't really understand the the full dynamics in that film there's the father and the the two children you don't know where the mother is and in this case it's the there's the mother and the yeah. two children you don't know where the father is and there's, there's all you know is that there's like this uh they're women you know it's a bunch of women together it's almost like a coven kind of kind of thing but mm. the um yeah it's very atmospheric um directed by millicent malcolm uh i i thought there was there's a lot millie alcock who i wasn't familiar with she's in house of the dragon all right, um, no, I haven't seen that. Uh, Game of Thrones series, spin-off series, and uh, various other things. Australian actress. This is an Australian film, I believe. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's definitely got a unique sort of feel and flavour to it. Um, I would like it sort of. I would. I would be interested in a sort of a fleshed out version because it, it does. It does sort of end on it. I mean, you kind of got an indication of where the end's going. Hmm. You know what's happening by the time the credits roll, but it's there's not like a definitive sort of thing but there, there's um yeah it's like an it's almost like a uh i hate to use the term sort of origin story but it is that kind of you know sort of her find a, a almost like coming of age yeah almost like that okay. poison uh, ivy one witchcraft kind of, that, that, like that film witch hunt that witch hunt which you know, all yeah. the all the poison ivy short we saw yeah mm-hmm. but yeah the witch hunt i would say is a good um film yep. to sort of watch in relation to this Absolutely. So, so this works really well. Yeah, really, really did enjoy this one. That is the familiars. You will find a link in the footnotes. Go check it out. Last but not least is "Come Fuck My Robot." A great title. <laughs> Definitely perks you up that one. Um, based off a real Craigslist post of the same name. 
a virgin 18-year-old finds himself in over his head when he responds to a mysterious Craigslist post looking for someone to test a prototype sex robot only to have her not consent. Um, comedic, but with an element of um, sort of poignancy to it, for sure. Uh, it's it starts off with this um, with this guy. I think it's his brother or someone on the phone, and it's the most misogynistic, horrific sort of conversation, or one sided conversation. This guy sort of telling him all the really horrific things that him and his his bros have been up to on holiday, and it's like re- really really sickening um, stuff. And then <laughs> and then in in repost he's sort of like yeah well. I'm off to fuck a robot. <laughs> so go to see a robot. Um, there is some comedic bits. You know, you, you, I'm kind of with the guy in that. You know, you're expecting some sort of sex spot. Mm. Um, but in, in true science, in, in true scientist form, the guy has built something as rudimentary as possible. You know, to to fit the purpose. In which he's built a box with a hole. <laughs> Basically, yeah. it's not even, it's not a robot like you would think of a robot. It's not yeah, humanoid exactly. in any way. No. Indeed. However, surprisingly, it's it's got intelligence. It's it's self-aware, and ends up striking up a, a genuine conversation with her erstwhile fucker, um, much to the chagrin of the scientist. <laughs> who all he wants to see is some man-on-sex action, man-on-sex bot action, basically. He doesn't want to have to listen to the lovey-dovey, you know, feelings stuff that is coming out of his robot, which is kind of pure incel logic, basically. Um, it is it is a good film. I, I really did like it. I really like the um, the setup, the the aesthetics, you know, the, uh, the the setting and everything, and and the robot itself. I thought uh, sh- she was really well realized, or, or the AI, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I mean the the setup of having these two two char- male characters and a, a female AI. Um, it did bring to mind Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. But it's this is very much not that story. It's uh, like you say, um, or like I was saying, um, it's very it's more like a computer tower kind mm-hmm. of thing rather than rather than a, any kind of uh, anything with you know arms, legs, or a face or, or anything. It's it's just it's like you say, it is a box, um, and yeah, there, there's it's it's like Freya in a lot of ways in that it's got this sort of cartoonish sci-fi. Satire kind of thing, but there's also these um, serious themes of like um, you know uh, um, women. Because the the thing is, the bot the the robot is coded as fe- feminine, mm-hmm. so therefore it automatically puts it in this kind of uh, me too ish kind of yeah, set, yeah kind set situation of, of like. Um, you know, he's basically this guy's base. The, the scientist is essentially pimping out his mm. um, his creation, uh, and she's obje- she's objecting to that and sort of um, you know. And, and the guy is is not a bad guy, so he's quite receptive to, yeah. to that. But then he's feeling pressured by the, <laughs> the so um, it's it's this weird sort of dynamic that 
yeah, sort of really you don't actually theory. see the scientist very much but he sort of like shouts over it's like get on with it kind of thing yeah, and uh, wants her to be unplugged and stuff and i think it's all metaphorical of you know that that he's kind of controlled it's like he doesn't see the value <laughs> of like this well, really intelligent right. yeah he, he, he thinks people are just going to want to fuck a hole whereas what he's actually done is created some you know an actual companion who you know a lot of lonely people would probably be latch on to and you know to, almost as if you could if you could actually have a conversation with your alexa kind mm. of thing which is kind of what her was doing isn't yes, it i think exactly. you know it's, it's that sort of thing you know if if you had a self-aware ai that you could actually sort of talk to and maybe even have sex with as you know at a certain point um but he's, you know, he's definitely of the opinion the scientist is like because he's got this sort of like attitude of like, well, no, all you need is a hole. You know, I've, I've programmed the hole, you know, to be really receptive. Or well, actually, it's it's the per, you know, the actual intelligence behind it, um, which is interesting. It's kind of ironic that he he, he cannot appreciate what he's actually created. Yeah, I think, and I say I think it it. It doesn't go as dark in some of it as mm, as, not, um, not like, uh, as Freya, Freya does, that, yeah. does, but I think and it, it keeps it quite light. Although it is say mm. it's flirting with these say quite serious themes, but um, I think yeah, the, the vocal obviously and the um, uh, the AR I can't remember her name, but the um, the vocal performance is very good, and mm. the guys you know the sort of um, not stooge but you know the guy who's been sort of drawn into this yeah. sort of bizarre situation he's quite a he's he's quite a well-drawn you know relate not, not relatable but you know like um like an everyman sort of character yeah. uh like teen movie sort of you know lead character kind of a kind of thing mm-hmm. uh and the scientist is just sort of this wild sort of you know offensive sort of character but sort of i thought i'd seen him in something before because he's got this really familiar look but uh, I looked him up and I, I haven't seen anything he's done before. But he just really reminded me of of someone as, as I couldn't remember who it was. But uh, they were all really, yeah. they were all good. It is very telling as well. I mean, well, there's a couple of things. One is, you know, that he's he's programmed her by forcing forcing her to watch like hours and hours and hours of porn. Mm. Um, and the, and then when when you know the guys and he said, so let's set the mood or whatever, and he flicks a switch and suddenly it's like. You know, you got a disco ball with strobe lights and all this. <laughs> you know, re- really sort of like cheesy. It's it's like um, again, there's another Simpsons reference when somebody somebody pimps out their van. You know, to, this is the third base mobile kind of thing. You know, he's got like airbed and you know, sort of disco ball hanging from the ceiling and all this sort of stuff. It's 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 that kind of thing. You know, so we'll get you in the mood, boy. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a guy who's sort of being brought up on um, stripper bars and and things like that. But, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, it's Kath- Catherine Tapling is uh, Ivy. The name of the uh, the robot is all right. Ivy uh, and Ian Abramson is the uh, the engineer who's credited at and um, Nicholas Alexander is, mm-hmm. is that is our is our lead Brian and uh, yeah, I thought I'd, I think it's a, it's a good. It's an interesting one to finish on because it's not horror. It's not horror at all, kind of thing. Whereas mm. the theory, I know the theory is not just horror, but it's kind of especially being on Shudder and everything. It's yep. the um, the association is that this is a primarily a, 
a horror kind of thing. And it ends on this really l- sort of light, <laughs> sort of a cartoonish sort of note um, mm. with this film. Uh, whereas I think something like, uh, I don't know what, if you could, if you could, would you reorder them in any way to sort of end? With, for example, I think the Familiars would have been a really good one to end. That would have been a good one to end on, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but but this is very good. I mean, I, I mean, in a way, yeah, Freya and and Comfort My Robot, you know, almost go hand in hand, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a good list, and again. As I've been saying, you know, some of these films tonight, I think we've talked longer than the film actually, <laughs> their actual length, um, especially this one. There's a lot to a lot, lot to enjoy, um, as as Rich said, directed by Mercedes Price Morgan, um, and you will find a link to this in the footnotes. So go check it out. Okay, Rich, that is uh, 2022 and 2023 that we've um, been discussing. Have you got any? Any favourites out of the uh, out of the two lineups? I think my favourites are still kind of uh, from the the most recent lineup, the twenty twenty three. I think uh, no overnight parking and autopilot and the Earl King um, mm-hmm. got you know they were really strong uh, the, from the first sort of half of the of the twenty twenty three selection. It was that was, it probably peaked for me. Um, mm-hmm too early really almost because those those ones were so good um uh, and of the set of the 2022 lot i think the the familiars and and yeah freya and and robot um mm-hmm. were probably yeah i'd say those ones i think the familiars really stood out um that was probably my favorite one of that particular selection um developing you know working nicely as alongside say inheritance um but lucid was also very memorable aesthetically yeah certainly um so of, of the more recent ones uh, no no overnight parking as you said you know even if both of us agree it could have ended about five seconds earlier um but i i really like sucker you know the, the body horror one and and make the call um it, that's one which sort of you know it, it's caused me to think about a lot more than, than mm. a lot of the others and sort of put it together and to sort of like appreciate the world building um e- even if it is in a sort of quite obtuse way um but of of these ones um yeah inheritance i thought was very good lucid um and, and the familiars and you know we, we've talked at length about comfort my robot um so so it's longer than i thought we would to be honest exactly yeah <laughs> yeah exactly there's the, the, with As a film happens. like that title, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it would you wouldn't be, think it, um, but, yeah, be a but, conversation starter. Uh, well, I suppose it is a conversation starter, the title alone, but yeah. it's not in a, not in the way that you would think. <laughs> Absolutely. So there you go, and and I think that is, you know, the, the the main theme that we've got out of this is that you know there's, there's lots of shorts, some of them are quite slight, admittedly, they're all very well made. You know, there isn't anything which is sort of um, you know sort of substandard by it by any means but there have been some which which have got us talking which have got us thinking and appreciating the, the sort of the world building and, and the sort of themes um that which are sort of like you know hidden in layers and layers within the films themselves and and they've all been sort of very engaging to watch we do recommend you sort of check them out as we said um the shutter 2023 
lineup is available on Shudder. Did I say that right? Yes, uh, yeah, look I for our Ethereum yeah. film night. I believe Ethereum. it's the 10th year this uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've covered a lot of them. Um, and as, as Rich has uh, very kindly put together the um, most of the 2022 ones, you know, they're available on Vimeo and YouTube, and you'll find links to all of them, except one, which we haven't covered, called Dana, um, in the footnotes below. So please go check them out. And we shall see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.